What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Frequency Podcast. I'm your host, Frankie J. Lopez. Hope you're all doing well. Before we get into it, please follow the podcast page, allow for notifications, rate the podcast. Also, follow me on social media at Frequency Studios underscore on Instagram and at Frequency Studios on TikTok. Consistent content, including a few album reviews that don't make the podcast. We got a great one today. Lana Del Rey's Did You Know That There's a Tunnel Under Ocean Boulevard? Lana Del Rey, American singer-songwriter who came into the scene with her brand of alternative pop, rock, and strong Americana influences, often tackling melancholic themes surrounding herself, her love life. She's released a handful of acclaimed albums over a more than decade-long career now, two of which have gone number one. I have found her music to be somewhat inconsistent. My personal favorite project of hers coming in 2019, Norman fucking Rockwell. Four years removed and three albums later, we get Ocean Boulevard, an album that has gotten a ton of praise from critics and fans alike. And after quite a few listens, I understand why. A true singer-songwriter record, and although there are some outliers, we do get little in the way of instrumental diversity. Much of this album is driven by some beautiful piano and some luscious but subtle strings. So we're mostly left with Lana Del Rey herself carrying the mood and pace with her vocals and lyrics, and that's perfectly fine because Lana in fact shines incredibly bright on here due to her songwriting. Touching on themes of her love life of course, but also her family, her relationship with death, religion. The Grants is an appropriate tone setter, hard not to notice Lana's beautifully enchanting vocal performance. A track with gospel undertones, especially in the background vocals and occasionally in the writing with references to heaven and her pastor. And that religious concept is touched on a few times on this album, namely during the Judah Smith interlude. A celebrity pastor who is super problematic with some questionable anti-homosexuality rhetoric that I absolutely am not supportive of. And in the context of the album, this interlude does overstay its welcome, but I have to admit it creates an interesting juxtaposition as Smith does touch on this idea of love versus lust, something Lana dives into quite a bit on here. But back to the intro track, Lana speaks on carrying positive memories associated with her past love and family with her as she goes through life. This is especially powerful given the deaths that she has experienced in her family, something she refers to numerous times on this album. Like on the track Kintsugi, which has some incredible details, Lana runs through the emotions she felt with the death of those in her family. The vocals she delivers towards the end of verse 3 are heartbreaking, where she pens lines like, How do my blood relatives know all of these songs? I don't know anyone left to know the songs that I sing. She touches on not being able to attend the funeral of someone she was close to, saying she was too careful with her heart, but ultimately realizing she needs to allow herself that vulnerability in order to grow or in the words that she writes on the chorus letting that light get in a metaphor for opening yourself up to heartbreak because that's the only way you'll find acceptance happiness and ultimately less darkness in your heart and the title of the track kintsugi speaks to this a japanese art centered around repairing pottery such that the previous breakages remain visible in the repaired product it's tied closely to a philosophical thought in preserving those marks that hurt you because they become part of who you are now the following track fingertips hits a similar topic this time with less of a song structure. Verses coming out like a stream of consciousness, apparently based on some voice notes she recorded on her phone, which can be a creative way to drop some thoughts. Here, Lana speaking more on her mortality, motherhood, her relationship with her own mother. Lana's vocals carry an emotional presence to add to the track as she goes through these waves of high falsetto to these low-key whispers. I do find it to be a bit long-winded, and I think some of the topics like the relationship with her mother may have been better served as a separate track altogether. And long-winded can be used to describe a few moments on here, like on the track grandfather please stand on the shoulders of my father while he's deep sea fishing the track is as long-winded as the title and one that's found on the tail end of the track list and therefore lana needing to really provide some strong content in order to keep the listener engaged especially with an album that's an hour 17 
But as far as critiques go, that is a pretty small one with this album not necessarily slacking in terms of thought out topics. For example, the title track, which is named after Jurgen's Tunnel in Long Beach, California, a tunnel that was once used as a safe passage from downtown to the beach, but is now closed to the public. Lana compares herself to this tunnel, wondering when she too will be turned away from the public, perhaps referring to her career or her own mortality. And this track makes reference to several classics like the Eagles Hotel California and Harry Nilsson's Don't Forget Me, playing into this idealized view of not wanting to be forgotten, wanting to stay in that particular moment of relevance. And that's another cool tidbit from this album. Lana pays homage through several interpolations and samples from classics and even contemporary artists, like on the previously mentioned Kintsugi, where she interpolates a Leonard Cohen melody. The track Sweet has this cadence in the verses that remind me of some older style Americana love songs. Lana wants to communicate her true feelings to someone, but can't seem to have that deeper conversation she needs to feel comfortable with them. With lines like, do you want children? Do you want to marry me? Do you want to run marriage? in Long Beach by the sea. I've got things to do like nothing at all. I want to do them with you. Do you want to do them with me? But ultimately decides to suppress those feelings because that is what she presumably was taught. A&W was the amazing second single off this album and sounds just as fantastic in the album context with this dreamlike vocal layering, especially on the chorus. Lana writes about her progression to someone who essentially uses sex for the thrill and not necessarily for love. Which puts that Judah Smith interlude I mentioned earlier into context a bit more. Lana wonders how she got to this point at times, whether she should accept that this is who she is, even degrading herself a bit on the second verse while addressing rape culture, and telling a small story about being a side piece to a cop who sneaks around to be with her. In the second half of the track, we transition to a deeper electronic pulsating rhythm before this more upbeat drum pattern comes in, which does come off a bit jarring given the melodic tone of the record thus far. The chorus, seemingly simple, actually refers to how she and this person are using each other for a thrill for a high now i gotta say the jimmy jimmy cocoa puff flow is a bit corny but lana makes it work as she does seem to be trying to put a playful demeanor on this one the track candy necklace continues this lustful theme over this ominous piano which occasionally speeds up and slows down to create an interesting rhythm throughout the track the candy necklace is a metaphor that's two-sided a necklace being something that's sought after something that should be coveted with a candy necklace in particular almost being a fake knockoff however a sweet surprise that provides a short-term satisfaction but ultimately does not last. This in comparison to the lustful pursuit of someone Lana is describing on the track, with this person also ultimately letting her down. John Batiste adds some nice vocals to the track, but then following this track we get an entire interlude dedicated to John Batiste that leaves little to be desired. A bright piano instrumental but kind of comes and goes. And if we're speaking on appearances I'm not crazy about, look no further than Jack Antonoff on the track Margaret, one dedicated to Jack's fiance Margaret Qualley. I think Lana's writing on the first verse is well done, painting the picture of how Jack met Margaret, but I don't care for his mumbling vocals and the writing on his verse which come off very low effort on a track with an already generally redundant hook. But not all the features disappoint. Let the Light In featuring Father John Misty is one of my favorite moments on the track list. Beautiful chemistry with the hook. Great storytelling as well. Seems like a taboo relationship or unrequited love. Someone who Lana wants but can't be with. The hook being this beautiful metaphor for letting this person know when you're available. The track Peppers also has a great feature from Tommy Genesis that goes over well. The bass line on the track and Tommy's sampled hook adds a much needed groove towards the back end of the album. Lana feeling herself and her boyfriend. Acting reckless while in love. The chorus likening Lana to Angelina. Jolie, this sort of sex symbol who throws caution to the wind. A worthy change of pace that needed to come after the low point that is Fishtail. 
A track that carries a fairly typical R&B instrumental where Lana puts on some unnecessary autotune, which is unfortunate given the beautiful vocals she's been able to pull off up to this point. And shortly after this, we reach the closer of the album, Taco Truck VB, which I also find underwhelming. I like her attitude on the track. I think the drum pattern and acoustic guitar bring a slight Latin flavor that I enjoy as well. But the writing and vocals don't particularly stand out. And the track closes with a remix of Venice Bitch, a moment from Norman fucking Rockwell, which I found anticlimactic since it is a track that I've essentially heard before, and it doesn't truly wrap things up on this project for me. And there is a lot to love on this album. Lana Del Rey impressively hits on a handful of emotional topics, with writing that shows a really intimate side of Lana and her family, expressed so clearly and effortlessly on her sleeve. Now, there are some long-winded moments, including two interludes that could have been cut short, along with tracks that I could have done without on the back end. And with those moments, it's hard to say that this track list isn't a bit bloated, but Lana's strong songwriting and vocal performances on the high points of this album do make up for those faults. So this is an 8 for me. Those are my thoughts. Do you agree? Do you think I'm crazy? DM me on social media and let me know. Also, let me know what you'd like me to review next. Until next time, I will see y'all later.